You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. And you're listening to our episode with new mamas, Kara Lindsay and Jennifer Rios. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Mamas Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. And today we've got two mamas with us that we have been trying to get in for ages. We are so excited. We've got Kara Lindsay with us. Kara originated the role of Catherine on Broadway in Disney's Newsies. She's also been a Glinda. She was most recently Cynthia Weil in Beautiful. And... We have Jen Rios. Uh, she made her Broadway debut in Rock of Ages. She is a veteran of five Broadway ensembles, three of which she performed in the same season, people. Holy moly. Incredible. Um, and we are so excited to have them here. They both have little babies. We actually tried to get them on the show while they were pregnant. That's how long this has been in the making. True story. So, <laughs> thank you so much for being here, you guys. Thank you for having us. This is the best. Yes. I know. Oh my God. Mamas Unite. Yes, exactly. Mamas Unite. Um, yep. Ladies, something we discovered when we were, well, welcome, first off. And thank you. I'm so, so glad happy that to we be here. Finally made this happen. But something we discovered is that your baby boys are only six days apart. That's Y'all. crazy. That what? is crazy. That's nuts. Kara, will you um, jump in and tell us about your sweet baby? Sure. Um, oh my gosh, where do I even begin? I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he was born November 12th, November uh, 12th, 2019. And um, he was a week early. Um, I could go into a whole long story. I would just keep talking. So I don't know if you want me to do we that. We can come back. We can bookmark we can it. To birth I think stories. that's probably best. <laughs> and we'll bookmark it to come back to birth stories. But and what is so, his name? His name is Emerson Charles Massey. Aww. And we named him Emerson because it means brave. Um, and I'm actually wearing his little a necklace from another Broadway mama, um, Jessica Hirschberg, now Fontana. Um, and she made this for me. This is the oh. best. I don't know if you guys have. I want one of those. Yeah, I know. Too. I'll oh, find cute. out the company name and I'll send it to you. Please do. But, it's real yeah. cute. But his name means brave. So we like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess. Jen, when, Jen, when was your baby? When did your baby arrive in the world? November 6th. So ah. just right before little Emerson, who's so cute. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. What's his Jen, name? Wasn't Carson late? Oh, so I just late. gave it away. I gave it away. <laughs> no, you didn't give anything away. He was the most late. Like, sir, please come out. Are you kidding? Me? Like, how long? 42 weeks? We've got to get this rolling. Um, almost. Almost. Yeah. I had to be induced. So thank, thank goodness. It was, I went in for a checkup and it was like, heading to the hospital today. So that kind of a thing. So, but yeah, his, the, the due date was Halloween. It's going to be my little pumpkin baby, but he was late. So really like a week late, but yeah. It, was it like felt forever like when you're forever. Late. It felt like actual years. It, yes. it was not right. 
It Both my babies were 41 weeks on the dot. And for every day I was over, it felt like a year. I was like, I've been pregnant for six years now. Years. Yep. Please Absolutely. get out of me. Yep. You've oh got to go. That's crazy. <laughs> Blessings. Oh, yeah, right. I know. Elliot was early. She was a week early as well, Kara. So oh, like really? that's yeah, similar. She she was ready to come out. And I remember the week before I had her, the doctor was like, okay, well, she's right here. She's ready to go. And she's a little big. So if we're back in this same spot next week, we'll talk about inducing. And I had a convo with her like on the Monday before my appointment on Wednesday. And I was like, girl, I don't want to force you out. I need you to come. Let's go. And then she came on Wednesday morning. I was supposed to be back in the office on Wednesday. Right. Good job. She listens yeah. to well the done. directions. She She's definitely a Virgo. She was like on it. She's like, I got it. I'm on it. <laughs> I was just going to say, I mean, we have Scorpios and everybody was like, watch out, watch out. You're having a Scorpio baby. I was like, would you stop? Like, everyone stop. says that. And everyone's like, oh, you should have maybe had, it's like, excuse, I'm sorry. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> we could choose. Okay. Guess what? He's going to be great. Okay. He's going to yeah. be fine. We're gonna, He's going to be change great. the curve. Yes. He's going to be great. I am a Scorpio and my son is also a Scorpio. Thank you. So point done. There you go. End of story. End of story. (laughs) Yep. I will say he's like super duper dramatic. So that may be in your future. So just know that, you know. Okay. Yep. I see that. I see it. Um, So one of the reasons we wanted to have you ladies here with us was to discuss um, what it's like to be pregnant when you're doing a Broadway show. Right. I mean, like, you know, Kara Cooper did Jersey Boys and Kara Lindsay, you were in Beautiful and Rias, you were in the Share Show. But um, I, what is it like? How far along were you, Kara? You, will you tell us your story first? Yeah. Um, well, I found out that I was pregnant the morning of my first rehearsal going into <gasps> the show. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was returning. So I had I had done the show before I'd filled in a couple of times. So this was me coming back, but it was like um, yeah, it was the first rehearsal of that third time coming back to fill in. And, um, we just had one day and it was March and I wore my winter, winter coat all day long because I thought people would notice, even though he was, <laughs> he was I thought like, I was going to be stuff, which obviously was not true. Um, once I told them they were really, really excited for me. And, um, uh, we've, I had a, a long journey. Uh, this is such a long story, but I had PCOS, have PCOS. I and mean, I don't know if you guys have talked about polycystic. that. Polycystic. No, we haven't. Oh. We haven't. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. So it just, um, it's it, basically you don't ovulate um, and it's a hormonal disorder. And um, so it was just going to be a little bit harder for me. Um, so this was like, a, he was like our little miracle baby. Um oh, yeah. So it was amazing and unexpected and like wonderful. And, but then it came with, oh my God, I'm starting this job. And <laughs> what am course, I going to do? Right? <laughs> yeah. And she's, Cynthia Weil is, um, she's the, she's the fashionista. All of her costumes are really form fitting. I know you guys know that. I mean, Jersey boys, um, red dress, right? Right. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that nice. was yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs> but we all were bare midriff for the opening. So yeah. No, absolutely not. I did not have to do that. God, I mean, um, so yeah. So I found out that day and freaking out. I'm really excited, also really scared, and um, but mostly excited. And I told the uh, the the um, oh my gosh, I have no words. Costume supervisor, 
um, about it. And because everything changed immediately for me. I mean, like, boobs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to take this out because I can't breathe. I, and it was just, he took things out like centimeter by centimeter because he, they still wanted that silhouette of Cynthia Weil. So they were wonderful and so understanding. And it was really just a secret between us. And, um, and I didn't tell anybody until, um, I was three months pregnant and they had already taken out my costumes like six times. Um, but really, really slowly. And, um, and nobody else had noticed. No one knew. Nobody knew except for my co-star Ben Jacoby, uh, because there were times where morning sickness, which isn't just in the morning, you know, happened, and I was like, "This is why." <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but he was so sweet and so excited for me, and um, yeah, I only told him. And then also, Stephanie Martinetti. Um, I don't know if you guys know her. Yeah, she was um, the Cynthia Weil understudy. And she was also pregnant at the same time. It's five weeks behind me. So I had actually a vacation that I had planned um, or before I knew I was pregnant um, when I thought I was going to be in the show for a year and it was only going to be five and a half months. Um, so I, I told her, you know, I'm not going to be taking this vacation anymore. Um, and I just wanted to tell you, but I'm going to be gone forever. <laughs> not forever. <laughs> No, I'm pregnant. And she was like, "Oh my god, so am I!" Oh my gosh, <gasps> it was crazy. That's, so That's amazing. It was really amazing. So anyway, it's really fun. I, and oh then I, I left at five months pregnant, and then I swear, like I, I grew exponentially. Oh, exponentially, yep. Yeah, same. Like I was same. 17 weeks pregnant when I left, uh, when I finished doing the show I was doing in Chicago, I was doing gypsy and I was 17 weeks pregnant and the very, like we, I swear to God, I was like <laughs> pop, like everything, my whole body subconsciously was like, you can release now. And it was just it like, knows. and I'm visibly yeah. pregnant. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I mean, Rias, I mean, you were wearing Bob Mackey. I costume. mean, it was I not right. Even, it was not <laughs> right about it. <laughs> First of all, I found out I was pregnant the day after we got married. Mike and I got married. So we were in Bermuda. We did like, you know, just very intimate, you know, went to Bermuda and it was amazing. And the the very next morning at the buffet at the hotel, it was like, you know, all the friends and family. And I was like, something's not right. But I was like, you know what? I hit that Prosecco last night. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Hit that champagne. Um, but then that night at dinner, I was freaking out and I was like, I cannot calm down. And we're at a Mexican restaurant and that's my jam. And the fact that I'm not drinking margaritas because I'm like in my head, I was like, uh, Mike ran to a drugstore like blocks away and was like, we have to find out just went in the bathroom at the restaurant, just pretending to have like all kinds of stomach issues to explain why we were gone for so long. (laughs) Anyways, found out. So that was like, wait, what? So that was crazy. And then, yeah, I mean, the share show, I was like, what? I, Kara, How, were I totally, you guys running at that point? Were you already running? We were running. Okay. Oh. We'd been open a couple months. Yeah. So um, I feel you though. It was like instantly my brain knew a little bit and I started things to feel things changing. I was like, how is this possible? Like first day back in the show, I was like, what is this? Like my boobs are huge. There's no room for any growth in these costumes. I mean, not in those costumes. we start in a thong. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that was, those costumes were, <laughs> oh my God. 
nightmares, nightmares. I mean, it, it makes my heart race right now just thinking about it. Absolutely. I mean, literally, and the costumes only get smaller as the show goes on. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you think you're in the clear. Okay, let me get that opening song out of the way. No, you're not. No, you're not out of the way. You have so much left. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't tell anybody either. I told um, a couple of the girls in the dressing room who I sat right next to. And one of them, uh, Ashley, had been a mom before. So I was like, I need someone to, oh my gosh, what's mm-hmm. happening? Um, right. So I told her, but I also told the costume super, they were so amazing. And they were like, anytime anything feels a certain way, you know, like we'll take it out. We want you in the show as long as possible. I wanted to stay as long as possible, but I mean, I was really trying it. I stayed until four months, which was like, in those costumes, I mean, I wish I could have stayed longer because I had so much fun in the show and I had to leave right before the Tonys, which was like, oh, that's such a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, But, um, but anyways, it was awesome. It was so great. It's like, it's it's so funny that you both said that about how you felt like immediately people could tell, like, because you, you know, you were like, oh my God, because we're so in tune to our bodies. Right. I mean, as performers, especially we really, we're aware of how we look, you know, unhealthily well, and so we at times. put the yes. same thing so, on every day. Every you put the day. same costume on. So it's a, it's a barometer of a, how yeah. you're feeling from day to day, whether you're, right. you know, nothing is more truthful. at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Than putting the same thing on. Particularly yeah. after they've gone to the dry cleaners, right? Like, oh. or after you go on your vacation when you come back and they've cleaned all your costumes and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> what? You do that check <laughs> with your dressers. You're like, uh, you're like tell me that was a dry cleaning. Yeah. This got cleaned, right? Right. Yep. The matinee. No. And you're like, go. Yeah. The matinee. This is the evening hook. Oh, my God. The difference in the matinee to the evening is just insane. Astounding. It's crazy. (laughs) It's all very true. I was convinced, though. We were... I was in Chicago Shakes doing Gypsy Chicago Shakes, and I was... We all shared a dressing room. All the women. Because there are only two dressing rooms there. And I was convinced that everyone could tell. Cause when I got there, I was like, uh, seven. Um, I was like, I was like two weeks pregnant, two or three, like very early on. And I remember getting there and thinking like, I can't tell anybody cause I want to do this contract. I want to get my health weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so I want, I need to do this. And I thought everyone can tell everyone can tell. And I was yeah. convinced in that dressing room and no one knew. And I told them the last day after we closed the show, I was like, and I wasn't the only one stripping. Like there was a baby. <laughs> That's so <laughs> but isn't it wild? Like we think for sure, like everyone can tell my boobs are bigger. Yeah. My yeah. Bigger. Oh yeah. I feel like Jess though, that because you came into it as somebody new, like, being in our dressing room at Jersey Boys for years, mm-hmm. all those girls knew me so well. First yeah. of all, knew what I ate normally. So when I started to eat things that I didn't normally eat, they're like, what's going on here? What's going on? <laughs> yep. So they all were keyed in. When Kara Cooper started eating a, a bowl from Chipotle, like a burrito bowl from Chipotle, as opposed to like <laughs> an apple and peanut butter or rice cakes and things, and things like this, I was like... I also something's happening, but also like I had gone on vacation and I came back and it had only been gone a week. You got no two weeks. It was to Italy, so it was two weeks. I came back and Kara was her back was to me and she was changing and the slightest bit extra around like at her waist. You can just tell, like she knew. Because Kara's also like super. She's like a gymnast fit person like body she's not oh, a gymnast yeah. but you know what I mean like her body is amazing mm-hmm. and I looked at her from behind and I went home that night and I was like I mark my word to Eric to my husband I was like mark my word if Kara Cooper is not pregnant right now 
she's trying to get pregnant because <laughs> her body is different. And sure enough, that's like, awesome. I, like, so clearly I couldn't hide it very well. <laughs> As well she hit it. Your but body you know. is so fierce that like right. any different right. change you can just tell. Well, I am rocking a quarantine bod right now. I don't know about you guys. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Well, moms, tell us, like, tell us about this. Cause you know, the fourth trimester is often what people call it. And I know your babies yeah. are six months, but you, we've been in this now for two months in this shutdown and in this quarantine. So talk to us about what that's like to be home with a newborn in this time. Holy smokes. <laughs> okay. Well, actually for me, because you know, my husband is in, you know, our same industry. It's actually been amazing because it was rough there for a while. It was, you know, I actually didn't realize until being on maternity leave and then, you know, home with the baby all the time when he was going to do his eight shows a week, I was like, our schedules are insane. Like we're so used to it that we do it. We know when we have to leave. It's like, you know, it's such a commitment, but being on the other end of it, I was like, you're leaving again already? Where are you going? <laughs> oh my God, you have to go to work. So that was crazy. So actually to have him home during this time with Carson, you know, it's been absolutely amazing, um, but also crazy. I also have two stepchildren who are nine and 12 and they're awesome, but you know, we have them over 50% of the week. And so that's been with Carson has been like, Ooh, doing the homeschooling, doing all of that. I know you guys, yeah. mamas, oh, are yeah. feeling all of that. So that's been crazy too. But I mean, um, yeah. I guess trying to look to the positive of, you know, having the family time and being home during this quarantine, but it's also just been, wow, <laughs> very different than it would have been, you know, like no visitors, no help, no family, no, it's, are you feeling that way, Kara? Have you had yeah. that? I mean, we are you in New York right now? Are you in New York City? Yeah, Long Island. Oh, okay. We came upstate to uh, my mom's house. Um, we're in a one bedroom apartment, and um, he has like a little nook in our apartment there. But our laundry is like five blocks away, oh, and man. I, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> so we came up here, which was really so necessary. And it's been nice to like take him for walks. And I mean, yeah. but I, I told, um, I was talking with Kevin, my husband, and we were like, we've been in quarantine since he was born. Like, you know, that first, yeah, those first couple much. Of, you know, yeah. first born, mm -hmm. you're like washing your hands all the time. because you don't want them to get the flu and yeah. whatever. So we've been practicing this whole quarantine thing for so long. You're like, we're so good at it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it started, it, I started to feel like with just turning on the news when all this was happening, it just kind of felt like, oh my God, I, I, you just, this, the mama protector. I was like, oh my God, what can I do to make sure that you're safe? Like you're brand new. We were like, you're my little miracle. What can we do? Um, so we came right up here and, um, it's been really wonderful. And like my, we, we call my mom Nani. Um, so she gets to have all this time with her grandson and, um, they have like, this beautiful relationship, which is so cute. He, she taught him how to stick out his tongue. <laughs> so whenever he sees anybody, he's like, you can't see cause it's a podcast, but just picture me sticking out my tongue and smiling. That's what he does. He's like, <laughs> just, that's his new trick and it's so sweet so really the quality time is just amazing and 
really watching everything that like he's growing so much. He started here at four months in a swaddle with both arms in still because he's just likes that. And then he went to one arm, then both arms. Now he's in a sleep sack and he's rolling over. It's like so much happens in that time. In this it's time, crazy. it's yeah. just it's nice wild. Every day is something new. Yeah. Really. And we just have to really take it in right now. So, yeah. I love that you guys are really able to spend that time to focus on it. And we were talking about how, you know, you guys were kind of in the fourth trimester, right? They say the first three months after a baby's born is the fourth trimester. And kind of after that is when you re-enter work in one way or another. Mm-hmm. It seems that way. I mean, some people do it sooner. Some people do it a little bit later. But for me, that was when I like started to feel the itch again. Um, And I don't know if either of you had work planned, but in a strange way, has it been a gift to not have the pressure to go back to work or are you wanting to be doing that? I did go back um, when he was nine weeks, (laughs) Um, but it was easy. It was easy though. um, My husband and I do these concerts in Epcot through Disney on Broadway. So Kevin worked at doing um, Tarzan on Broadway and I did Newsies. So because of that, we do these concerts in Epcot and it's only three to four weeks. Um, And it's at most, it's four hours a day. Uh, And then you get like a day off every two days. It's so easy. So it was like the uh, the nicest, like ease into work. And um, I mean, I was still breastfeeding and figuring that out was like crazy. Um, but my mom came down to help me. So I feel like now that I did that, I feel like I'm, I'm okay. I'm ready. But now we're not. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I guess I would say kind of at that, like, well, Carson was rough for a while. He was, he was rough at like the four and a half, five month mark. He really like, I was like, Oh, there you are. <laughs> okay. I can like see that we'll be able to go back to some kind of a life. Like I'll be able to wash my face maybe like, I don't know, once a week at least we'll start, <laughs> you know, it was like, okay. So then I was like, oh man, yeah, I'm starting to feel, I did a TV show for a day and I was like, that was a good kind of lead in to see like, you know, yeah. that first day away was like, oh my God, oh my God. But it was like, oh yeah. Okay. We can do this. And then, yeah, I started, you know, putting out feelers, seeing what was happening. And then this kind of happened. So yeah, I'm definitely feeling like be ready for, for whatever happens if things are happening and when they happen. I mean, good golly. But yeah, I think the pressure has definitely been alleviated because of that. You know, we're putting that pressure on ourselves to be at every audition and every, you know. And you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. I know. know, I think part of when you're a new mom, it's that decision like, oh, I really need to go to this audition to put myself out there, but it might not feel right for you to do that. So it's nice maybe that that pressure is is lifted right now. Absolutely. Because I don't feel any of that at all. (laughs) I know, right? Thank you for actually bringing this up because yeah, we are, we're lucky in that regard (laughs) at the moment. I think so. You know, it's like, cause I remember Kara saying to me, I think when Elliot was a baby, like an audition came in, you know, like two weeks out uh, for sideshow and it would have started like when she was a month old. And that was a dream show for me. Like I, you know, to stand by and I thought, Oh my God, I really want to go. But Kara said something, you know, she said, you will never get this time back, you know? And it's so true. You know, like she was like, go, yeah. if you want, do it if you want. But that's something that I really treasure is that ultimately I was home for the first five months with Elliot, you know? And so it is, 
there is something to the pressure being off that you don't, that you can just really enjoy it. Especially like you said, Kara, you're miracle baby, you know? And like yeah. you have Carson and like, since you have the kids with y'all yeah. so much of the time, the older kids, it's mm-hmm. nice that in the times when they're with their mom, you three can just be together it's, and Mike is there as opposed to like that. going into the theater. Yeah. 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 On totally. the weekends and all the stuff. So, oh, and having um, your husband home for a bedtime with a baby is key. Oh, <laughs> I remember when my, oh. both with both my kids, when my husband went back to work, I was like, oh God. And especially when I had the two and had bath and bedtime by myself. I mean, still they're six and Bless three you. and I still, you know, don't like doing it on my own, but I do but not right now. And I'm very grateful for that. Right? It's awesome. My gosh. I really don't know how you're doing it with two. Like I don't either. (laughs) You just do it. You just do it. You get there. It's amazing. If that's something that you want. Yeah. We're bowing down to Karen. I bow down because we, Carson came out and looked and I was like, so we're good. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you guys do have, you have the other, you know, you have yeah. the others too, Absolutely. you know, but just those the process alone, the process oh, yeah. of the actual situation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what were you all first? Yeah. What, what, was you, all, what was, I want to hear, us. I want to hear a birth story. <laughs> it was so brutal. It was so brutal. You know what? I shouldn't say that people have definitely had it worse, but it was rough. So yeah. So went in for the for my appointment, my doctors only like to go to 41 weeks. I'm remembering this now. So we were like coming up on that. So I had an appointment on Monday and then a final one on Thursday. And they were like, if you're not rolling by Thursday, then we're going to induce. So it was the Monday felt nothing felt no anything right happening. So we go in and we get the, um, ultrasound and you know, everything's fine. Then the, the technician's taking forever afterwards. And we're like, I'm starting to think something's wrong, like freaking out. Nope. Woman comes back in and is like, okay, yep. Go, you know, go into the office. And so the doctor comes in to us and is like, so are you guys ready? And we're like, we are ready. Let's go. And she's like, no, you're going to the hospital. Like you're, are you ready right now? <laughs> They're like the, the technician and tell you we're like, no. Anyways, my, my fluid was getting low. So they're like, you know what? He's totally fine right now, but let's just get you in there. Let's get it rolling. Like, let's just do it. So it was fine. Thank God. Mike had some insight. He was like, how many hours do we have? Can we have a few? Can we go home, do a meal, do a shower? You know? <clears throat> so we did that and then went to the hospital. There were a million people there. Once again, people were like, you should have had your baby yesterday. No one was here. You're like, what's wrong with you? Okay. okay. Thank you so much. That's so helpful. So, so once again, Mike was like, can we go to the mall and just walk? Because we're going to be sitting here for hours. It was amazing. So we had like a final date it was kind of, it was really awesome. So got back there, went in, things got rolling quick. So they came and got us. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I was positive for strep. So I had to be on antibiotics like right away for like the strep B. Yeah. So, so I already knew I was going to be hooked up from the, from the jump. You know what I mean? So I was hooked up. So yeah. So we started, they're like, we're going to put you on the, you know, we want to put you on the lowest dose of the induction medication to see. I was like, great. 12 hours go by, nothing happened. So, okay, great. But I'm still feeling nothing. I'm still like the nurses would come by and they're like, oh, you're way too happy. Nothing's happening. I was like, oh man. (laughs) Were you dilating at all? Nope. Oh my gosh. I was one, I went in at one and I was so one. 
So I was like, wow. Okay. So finally they put me on the Pitocin. They're like, okay, now we're going to get moving. And like a couple hours later, my water broke. And then that's when it started happening. And I was like, I'm not going to do the epidural. Like, you know, we're good. Hours and hours and hours, seven hours, eight hours dying, doing the labor Olympics. Like, God bless Mike. I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? Finally, I was like, doc, you got to get in here. I need to know, are we going to be doing this 20 more hours or we go, because this is, I can't, you know, so she comes back in, checks me three centimeters after <gasps> all that time. I was like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, give me the epidural. So got the epidural, fine. Slept for like an hour. Hallelujah. And then I woke up in more pain than ever. And I was like, what's happening? Am I, do I have no pain tolerance? And they were like, the doctors aren't going to check you. There's no way. It's like, da, da, da. and I was like, oh no, I know my body. Get someone in here. And they were like, you're nine and a half centimeters. It's go time. I was like, I told you. Anyways. So then things got, <laughs> then things got rolling. I mean, it's been days now at this point went in Monday and then now it's, you know, Wednesday morning. Oh so slept the one hour, you know how it is. You don't sleep. There's no, it's whatever. So yeah. So then pushed for three and a half hours. It was so, it was so brutal. It was so brutal. <laughs> you know, at that point, the epidural was like, I never even felt any relief. I don't know what happened. They were like, we can give you more, but then things got rolling and it was like too late and it was all a mess. So did they not put it in the right place? Like, did yeah. they miss it? I feel like the epidural went into like a muscle and not right. into your spine. You still feel your leg? <laughs> oh, I felt everything. That's what I was expecting. Like I was expecting to not feel anything. And I was like, I mean, they had me laboring on a bar. Like you guys heard about this, like a bar that's up and over the bed and my legs went on each one. Oh, and so, I mean, I had to use the strength of my legs to do that. So I was in a full aerobic situation. <laughs> I was like, when a girl gets some drugs up in here. No. So, oh but anyways, pushed forever and then still had to be like vacuumed out. And, but my doctor was amazing. She's like, you're an athlete. I don't want you to have surgery. We're going to try every single way to get this baby out. So I'm thankfully Carson was a rock star and his heart rate never like dropped. He was so good the whole time. So I was able to do it. But I mean, it was so, uh, I bow down to every mother everywhere, everywhere. Same. Absolutely everywhere. I don't understand. Uh, yeah. So that's when I looked up and I was like, uh, we're good, huh? So that's it. Okay. We're never doing this again. We're not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> One Sorry. and done. That was really long. Okay, Kara, go. Sorry. So no, long. I mean, no, that, that's, that wasn't long. That's, I mean, for how many days you went I'm through that. I'm it's like I'm in labor again. I'm so hot. I'm so hot. <laughs> it's PTSD. It really is. It's still, people are like, you forget. I didn't forget. Never forget. Oh, you guys are so Never. close enough for you guys to remember. Like, I remember, like, going over it again after and after trying to remember. And now when I think about it, like, I knew in my head how painful it was, but I can't yeah. feel in my body what that okay. felt like. Well, you guys good. can still feel it. I yes. know that you can still feel yeah. it with a six-month-old. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. Um, so uh, with Emerson, um, you're so hot. She had to put her hair up. <laughs> I'm burning up guys. I'm burning up. I'm really back. I'm back in it. Okay. It's a lot. Just thinking about how you, the girl didn't work. Owie. Um, 
anyway, but so I went in for the 39 week, um, ultrasound and you know, the, the checkup and, uh, everything looked somewhat normal. And then, um, my OBGYN saw the numbers for Emerson's stomach was small. It was measuring small. So she was like, that's concerning to me. That means that maybe your placenta isn't, um, working quite as well for him. So I want to get him out. And I was like, oh, okay. And previously on all the other visits, she was like, you're going to be late. You're going to be late. You're not progressing at all and all this stuff. So I was like, I was planning to see Jagged Little Pill that week. <laughs> I was planning to see all these things. So I was like, I got like all this time. I hadn't packed a bag. I was so behind. So I rushed home. I called my mother who was going to fly in and like help and, um, and be there for it. So I called her and she drove in. And then I, so I said to my OBGYN, I was like, can I just have tonight? Like, can I have tonight to just get my shit together? Be, can I, can you say shit on this podcast? Yeah, okay. Totally. <laughs> um, so can, can I just have a second to, to gather? Um, and she was like, absolutely. He will be fine. Just come in first thing tomorrow morning. So I did that. I gathered all my stuff and then I came in the next morning and she was so great. I just, she was so awesome and totally available. And, um, so they started with, um, uh, Cervidel, uh, and that didn't really, it, it did a little something. They had to like wait some time and, um, uh, Emerson's heart rate started dropping with each contraction. Um, he's a very sensitive baby. So when you said your baby boy is dramatic, Kara, I'm like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> he started drama. Just drama. But um, so he, he just kept any contraction. And you, as I felt it, I was like, oh, this is a big one. And then the nurses would come running in. They'd flip me over to all these things to try and get his heart rate back up. And I was like, oh, my God. What is happening? <laughs> It's the wildest feeling, isn't it? It's awful. Because also you're like you feel like a beached whale and you're hooked up to all this stuff and they're like, we're gonna flip you over as fast as we possibly can. You're like, that's not possible. What do you mean you're gonna flip me over? And then suddenly I'm upside down. So (laughs) I guess this happened. So they did that multiple times. We were actually playing phase 10 for a little while. (laughs) Do you guys know that card game? Mm, Yeah. Phase 10. Yeah. So fun. It became not fun very quickly, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dropping many times over like seven hours, and then finally the doctor came in and was like, "I, we're not doing this anymore. This is not healthy for your baby. So we are going to do a C-section." And I was like, "Not planning on that. None of my family had had one, so I thought like I was immune to that, <laughs> but nobody is." Um, so we went in for that. And, um, luckily I didn't get to the Pitocin part. So like, but they did give me a shot to stop the contractions. So it was like, I had all this stuff that was making me contract. And then they had to give me something that stopped them because the, the contractions were making his heart rate drop. So, um, and because of that, you're, I started to shake. They told me that would happen, but I was like, I'm shaking right now. But I like visibly shaking and it was so crazy. Uh, and then my husband got in all the garb and we went into, uh, the OR and like did the C-section, which is crazy. They did a spinal tap because I didn't get, um, um, an epidural yet. So they did a spinal tap, which is a little bit better. <laughs> and, um, but what's weird and what I didn't expect, did you, I, did you guys have a C-section? I had to. You did. Two, okay. 
two emergencies, same. So I, I understand. And like when you were talking about the flipping over and the heart rate dropping, I was like, that is my story. <laughs> I know it very well. I, well, yeah, th- that was, I just never really wrapped my mind around a C-section and I wish I had. I just wish I had like educated myself because I wouldn't have been af- as afraid because in the moment I was really afraid. I was really scared. And oh, yeah. You don't know what the hell's going on. He's like, you're okay. And I was like, am I? <laughs> um, but it, it's just it's just scary. And you can kind of – you also feel it-ish. You really? feel the tugging. Like you feel them moving things around. It's very bizarre. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's so, not – yeah. No, I just – I wasn't expecting Warriors. that. Like I'm not numb. You need to numb me more. They're like, no, you actually are what we're doing, you would be screaming. I was like, what? <laughs> oh my God. That's like anymore. so. Is that supposed to help me? No. I'm so sorry. But, <laughs> but. And how um, was Kevin? He, well, here's what's interesting. He actually went to school to be a doctor and, but he's afraid of needles and faints. So. <laughs> <laughs> he made it all the way to school to be a doctor and well, then did, discovered um, that? He was pre-med, so he didn't oh, go to okay. med school yet. Um, he on his break before med school, he like moved to New York and like did all the things, and that's oh. now the rest of his history. He does theater, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was, and I was so afraid the whole time, like any even normal labor, that he would just faint. Um, but he held it together so well. He was such a rock, and like just Aww. his eyeball looking at me, I was like, "Thank you, God. Thank you, Kevin, for being here." But, um, and then the whole like recovery after a C-section is really interesting. <laughs> no, no. That I don't I know do. how you guys do it. I don't Warriors. know how you do it. I mean, but we're not recovering on the other end. Although with my second, I, I was, I was pushing by the time we had to end up doing a C-section. Oh, so I had like a little bit of both. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so that no, I was not fair. A little, no, but I, and a lot of women go through that. Um, but I think it's something that really needs to be addressed a little bit more. I think it needs to be part of your education before you, you give birth because it is an option. So many people end up with a C-section and there's oh, no yeah. shame in it to preserve yeah. the life of you and your child. Thank right. God um, for it. Truly. Little things. I had friends who had had them and they said just little things like if you have a shelf higher in your bathroom, put the shampoo up there instead of somewhere where you have to bend down to get it. Just like silly little things mm. that yeah. making the movement less, just less on your body. The hardest thing for me, and I don't know if you felt this way, Kara, was not feeling like I could pick my baby up um, yes. at any moment. And I had big babies, both of my, my girl was almost nine pounds and my son was over nine pounds. So like they were heavy <laughs> I know. <laughs> Kara, Big baby's what? not in my family. It's it just is what it is. And you're so <laughs> but <funny. laughs> it just uh, truthfully, like my my grandmother mother was three inches shorter than me, super petite, and all her babies are big. It's just like whatever. It is in the genes somehow. Um, <laughs> but but I I didn't like that I couldn't just at a whim in the middle of the night when the baby was crying, you know, when they're newborn it was so hard to like roll over and get physically get myself into a position to pick them up. And my husband was amazing. He would hear them yeah. cry. He would run mm. to get them and give them, I mean, they were in our room. It wasn't like they were far right. away, but it was on Same. it. But I didn't, but it, I didn't like feeling like I needed to depend on somebody else, you know, yeah. to do. That. I know. I, 
I was thinking that like with single moms, how are, how do single moms have a C-section or even just have a hard delivery? Like, how do you do that? Cause the baby how do, they do anything. I, I <laughs> thought do about anything? that so many times. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah. I think yeah. about, yeah, I just, it's, it's unreal what the, the, the process is and the recovery after, and it's such a fog, right? You're in such a fog. fog. I mean, I vaguely recall, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't remember much of it. And I can remember in the, in the moment, because this is another thing that Kara Cooper, see, you have a friend who does it first and they tell you all the things that you need to know, or you listen to mom's talking loud and we'll tell you. Um, But like, Kara told me, you know, she was like, try to take it in, like really try to remember these moments, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember sitting there thinking, all right, take it in, like, take this in. Mm -hmm. What does this feel like? Do I remember what it feels like? Nope. Like I don't, (laughs) I don't actually. But you remember taking the moment. I remember like (laughs) taking it in. So I was present in that moment. I do remember like consciously trying to take it in, but it's such a fog. That recovery is not cute. It's not cute. Oh my no. God. I don't know how y'all do. Like I, I have the, the same scar. I had, um, fibroid tumors when I was in my early twenties and they did essentially a C-section in order to remove them from oh. my uterus. And so I have that incision like you guys have. And I remember like not, I remember being afraid to stand upright. Do you know what I mean? Like walking around my house bent over and I can't imagine I can't having to help. have a baby with that. You guys are Rock See, stars. I don't that's know. why strong women who can handle that. That's yeah. Yeah. that's where that happens. That's what being a mom yeah. is. It's like it's True. like inducted you just by fire. It. You know, you just you just do it because you have to take care of this child. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's there's no choice. You know. And those yeah. and those vaginal deliveries. Thank goodness for those uh witch hazel pads that you oh, put in the God. in the fridge and then you put them in your oh. underpants. Oh <laughs> yeah. Those oh. are a godsend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what are they called again? Are they called something? They're adsicles or something, right? What adsicles? Like when you put Adicles. the pad right. the witch hazel in the freezer yeah, in and the, the fridge in the freezer, and then you wow. put them in. They feel you get so it in the hoot nanny, and you get it the yeah. whole. It's <laughs> no, no. Uh, I I had prepped for all of that. I was convinced it was going to be vaginal. It was going to be without medication. All those things, and all that went out the window. <laughs> Nothing we plan. So yep. You know, I keep thinking though, like if we were, if this was like the 1800s, and we could, couldn't have a C-section, or did they do that back then? I don't think so. Well, don't watch. What's that TV show? Oh my God, oh, Midwife. No, well, uh, there's called the Midwife. That's in the 50s, but there is a TV show where they show like the very first C-section happening in the first scene. It's one of those like. Oh. I don't want to say like Penny Dreadful, but it's like that. You know what I mean? We tried to watch it and and we watched this first scene of this C-section going horribly wrong. And Eric was like, we won't be watching. You can't. I'm not. We're not watching that. That sounds dreadful. No. It might have been Penny Dreadful. It was just like, no. So they did them at one point, but they weren't very... It wasn't something we wanted to We've been through enough. We don't need to watch that. No. No. We don't, but yes, it is much easier to have a child in some regards. I mean, at least for the aftermath with, you know, the witch hazel pads and we're yes. not, in, right. you know, we're not in the desert, you know, yeah. in the red tent or something like that. Did y'all read that book? That was a really oh, good so book. Good. So good. Put it on your list, ladies. Yes. Okay. Because now you have, t- you can read right now because your babies nap. 
Sleep. Your baby sleeps. Do they sleep at night? Are they sleeping at night? Here and there. Um, Here and there. Yeah. What is, what what's your baby schedule like? Jennifer? Like last night he did great. We put him down at eight and he woke up at six. Oh, that's exactly what he did. That was amazing. But usually he waits wakes up at like two for a feeding still. So oh, okay. working on that, but I'll take Are you it. Breastfeeding? Pardon? Are you breastfeeding? No. And I just finished pumping like a little bit ago. So did you, how long were you, when did you start? Like, were you exclusively pumping or you, were you breastfeeding and then you switched over? I was exclusively breastfeeding until like three and a half months. And like I said, he was just such a cranky baby that every time we went to the doctor's office, they were like, he's hungry. Like he's in the 95th percentile for height. He is a huge baby. I'm like, what do you mean he's hungry? I'm literally, all I do is have him on my boob. Like there's and and you know, I've pumped before. I know I'm producing milk. Like, I don't know what else I would get so mad at my husband because he would say it. And then the doctor would say it. And I'd be like, Oh, I think I owe you an apology. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, so the doctor was like, you made it through three months, like start adding in formula, see if that makes a difference. I mean, like even then different baby, he just could not get enough food. So we were supplementing. So then I supplemented, um, until like four and a half, five, five months. So I was doing both. And then it was like, you know what? He is like, he, we started giving him sweet potato and all kinds of food like at five months. So, you know, it was like, good. That was the end of my journey. <laughs> that's my, that's sort of Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, you Sorry, no, go ahead, Kara. Sorry. I was just going to say, does that mean that your husband can take some of the, if he wakes up in the middle of the night and needs to? Oh, eat? he, oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> he right there. Oh, yeah. He is, yeah, he's awesome. He instantly, he was like, let me get in there. So that was great. That's yeah. helpful that Mike has been through it. I mean, like you said oh before, when you were getting ready to go to the hospital. Mike, he knew. His, he knew what questions he knew it would take a while. He knew that you need, you know, and what I would have never got there. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, all right, let us eat something. Let us get our shit together yeah. and then we'll go, you know, cause he's been down that road before. I would have sat in the waiting room for 10 hours just because I would be like, this is what we're supposed to do. No, smart. not smart. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so just like follows the rules. Rias over here. Not mm-hmm. it. So <laughs> Not it. So no, that's not gonna work here. So, anyways, yeah. I mean, I definitely was planning on breastfeeding like for so long. It just wasn't wasn't the journey. So I'm so happy we got that that time though, because I loved it. It was yeah. awesome. And that's yeah. okay that that's not the it journey. is. Oh my gosh. Kara, yeah. have you had a similar what's your experience been like? Well, I feel like I feel like our babies are gonna be friends. <laughs> They're like Emerson, come on, come over. I was in prison. Um, they're like just the same temperament. I mean, he, I like forced Emerson to nurse. I just wanted that so badly for him, for us. And I knew it was good for his health, all that stuff. Um, right. But he was always so cranky too. He was, I don't know what it was, but I had an oversupply. Um, so, and he was born with a small stomach. So it was like, oh my God, are you serious? I know we're like having the same story here. We have the same name. We have the same birth story. This is amazing. Kismet. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so crazy. I had never even heard of oversupply, but it's basically you're like waterboarding your child with breast milk. Yeah. Oh my God. So much and milk. 
and that's a blessing. It was a blessing to like have milk. Oh yeah. Um, and also like sort of a curse because it's like too much in their face and they don't know what to do with it and then they have tummy problems. But um then I started pumping a little more and like um giving him a bottle, he was much more responsive to that. And then I started giving supplementing with formula and to like start to wean. And now just as of Mother's Day, that's when I stopped completely. Do you like know my- what? I did that too. You did? The oh. last time I nursed Elliot was on my was on Mother's Day when she was oh. nine months. She was nine months. But yeah, that was oh. I oh, of course I cried. Did I cry? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. But that was the last time was Mother's Day. Oh, Carol. It's so sad. It's so, I was like, he's ready. He's so ready. I'm ready. I've been forcing it. But then you still cry. Yeah. Well, I think it's super, it's super special. And you know, it's fed is best, obviously, like however you need to feed your baby. But to have that experience is is something that I really, it's the one thing, it's really the only thing I miss, to be honest, like that and like feeling her move inside my body. Like those are the two things that I think, oh, to have another one. But then I say no, but, but what? There's another one. Uh, Elin nursed till like she was like 13 months and I totally cried when she's, when we stopped. Mm-hmm. Finn nursed till 18 months and I was like, get off of me. We are done here. So if you have a second one, that might fix that for you. It's true. You never know. Yeah. It's like, exactly, exactly. No, it's the one thing. It was 18 months, Kara. I couldn't break him of it. He was. Kara, that's so amazing. But also like I wasn't. I, I hadn't gone back to work really like continuously. Yeah. So I was around and it was easiest, especially with an older child. I could run everywhere yeah. and not have to worry about bringing anything with me. Cause I had, I mean, once he was older and eating food, but like, I just always yeah. had things. Um, you know, I, I don't know it, he, he took me for a ride a little bit. Like I said, very dramatic. Um, oh, right. <laughs> I probably should have been. <laughs> Master oh, manipulator, you guys. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> but, oh, no. Get ready, okay? okay. Get ready, girl. Okay, okay, we'll do it. Like the magical part right now where there are six months, and I feel like that, I feel like the six best. to 12 months, all the things start, they start waking up to this, you start to really see their personality and they start to do new tricks. Like you said, the sticking out of the tongue and they'll start mm-hmm. winking and the babbling. Like you guys are in such a magical time. And I think being able to be home for it in this pandemic, as hard as it is, it's, it's a yeah. gift in a lot of ways. Oh my it God. Both, like your babies, both your babies look so snuggly. Oh. I just have to say. Those are some <laughs> snuggly babies. Elliot was not, Elliot was like, super lithe and like lean and she never had any rolls or anything. So I'm always like, Oh, I want one of those babies to just, <laughs> you just um, want to eat. Oh yes. yeah. Those yeah. cheeks. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. Ladies. Oh, man. oh I how just, did we do this? how did we, I mean, how did we do this? I don't understand. <laughs> Birds and the bees. Yeah. <laughs> If you're in, I, I remember when I first became a mom that I was so enamored with that title, like that I literally was calling myself, I'm a mother. Wait, what? This is- I still don't believe it. I'm a mother. Yeah. I would, I would assume that in the state that you're in six months in, it's still, it's like this thing you're trying on for size in a weird way. Um, but it's something yeah. that you are now forever. And it's 
Oh, it just it would you're their crazy. you're their person. Yeah, I have to you're, punch myself all the you're time. You're the mom. Like when they're I, like, "I want my mom." That's oh. you. <laughs> just Kara and I are like freaking out. Yeah, it's still like sinking in. Oh my gosh, what the heck? Holding him for the first time and saying that to him, like, "I'm your mom. I'm your That's mom." Crazy. Whoa! Oh my gosh! Brain explosion, and it just keeps going, you guys. I mean, you know, Kara and I have our girls are you know six and five, and oh my gosh! And it's wild. It just you look at them and you're like, you're a person. You are a person (laughs) with opinions and thoughts and your own agenda, and it's just wild. It's wild. So you know, and it feel it goes by in a flash. I mean, it's cliche, but it's true. Like. It goes by in a flash. The days are long and the years are short, right? My gosh. Yeah, Yeah, I'm already feeling that. It's like six months already, but like, holy smokes, how do we get through a day? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you're doing it. You guys are doing it. And that part doesn't go away. I mean, I feel like there's (laughs) plenty of days where you're like, how are we going to get through a day? Yeah. And then you turn around and your child's a year older and you're like, well, you guys are rock stars and thank you for yeah. showing us all that it can be done and we can, you can do it with such grace and beauty and still be amazing Broadway stars, performers. I know, and and extra time it's to amazing. do amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, truly you're organizing extracurriculars. I mean, what are you kidding me? I can't even get a lip gloss on. This is ridiculous. We weren't doing extracurriculars when we were where you are. No, no, no. Definitely. No, it will all, you will, by the, by the time you get to where we are, you'll be like, what else have you got? Yeah. Oh God. What do you want me to do? Yeah. But oh, although then so. please don't let them be school age in a pandemic. Cause then you have to teach them and you have to do, and then you lose all your extra time. <laughs> so. I know like, it's Saturday and we don't have school. Like yeah. I don't have to be a teacher today. Hallelujah. But you girls, you ladies, you are rock stars. And thank you for joining us and try to just like appreciate this time. And we haven't had any guests that have had babies, Jess, really. And and it's it just it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. Like this is you guys are in that magical sweet spot. And even though it can feel really Kara, um, I love looking at your face because I feel like you're, cute. I'm like feeling the same thing. I just yeah, love it. And we're in the nice. same baby zone. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. It's so great. I mean, we're, we're doing, doing it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 